Hey, are you looking to upgrade your key life areas and evolve to a higher level of existence? To practically harness personal growth and spirituality in a crazy, busy, imperfect world? Then you've come to the right place. My name is Prash and this is Urban Spirituality, the show which uniquely fuses ancient wisdom with contemporary self-growth and spiritual disciplines to deliver value-added tools, traits, and insights to help you unleash your fullest potential. We always keep it real, featuring authentic, unfiltered dialogue with guests from diverse backgrounds to inspire, entertain, and enlighten all who listen. So get ready for your dose of urban spirituality. Be present and let's dive in. I'm an actor. Right. Um, and how many times in acting class, uh, as a class, not in actually an, an event, but I'm, I'm really scared of my peers. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to perform. We've just been given a script and I've got a, I'm conscious. I'm not even looking at the words or becoming the character on the page or, I'm worried about how I'm going to look in front of my friends. Um, God, you, you can't, mm. you're slightly dyslexic. You're slightly dyslexic. I've got this thing going on. And you're, you're not great at reading. You, you, you fucked up last week and like, oh, come on, you've got to, and right. that person's look, that person was really good. God, and they've just gone before you. Oh my goodness. What chance have you got? You, have you been there? I think we've all. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I think we can all relate to that. I get it a lot in all areas. I get it. Yeah used to get it in my um, corporate career so many times. In, um, you know, I often refer to it as imposter syndrome. In coaching, they often call it to that. And, you know, I know other coaches as well. When we speak, we talk about it. And even coaches have imposter syndrome. So coaches feel yeah. that they can't be the coaches that they are. Motivational speakers feel that they can't be on a given stage. Uh, you know, let alone ordinary people who aren't coaches and who are just kind of living their life. All of us have that inner critic that's the point here and all of and us go through a stage you of that search, you end up searching for evidence to prove your inner critic correct for instance unfortunately I at school at the sports day or sports that's uh, pe and you could be the last kid to be picked how bad is that for your self-esteem Completely. i guess you could go on in life thinking i'm the last kid to get picked and if you set that let that go on you've got evidence yes you are crap because you were the last kid you were the fat, skinny kid. You were the whatever right. kid, stupid kid. You know, you were the kid that nobody liked. And that you could take that on for the rest of your life. Well, one quick tip. I've got two tonight. Simple. Mm. Fake it till you make it. Uh, and you're not mm. faking Nice. People, you, you are being authentic. You might, people, you're not being real. But as an actor. So true. I become, listen, let me just take on a quick scenario. I went to a Christmas party on... Um, on Saturday, it was actors, and because uh, I'm talking about actors, acting Christmas party, and I was actually scared, right? Because I respect all these fellow, to me like studs um, in the acting world who are my peers, and I want to come across as charming, elegant, sophisticated, someone with gravitas, like you know, all these different things all at once, and I wasn't relaxed. I'm like, right, didn't really want to go. But I, I had to go. No, you've got to go and be seen. Yeah, and I had agents and casting directors there. Um, I, a little kid, part of me, part of the, those self negative, inner critic self talk scenarios in my life all started to come back. Mm -hmm. you're, you're not good enough. You're not to come back. Come on, Reed. 
what are you talking about? And I've poker faced it so many times. I know I, <laughs> but still, even though I've poker faced it and I've still been through very tough physical, emotional, mental tasks, I still Absolutely. felt like. And what I did was, I made. I think I, that's. I, go. On. I went. I went. And, no, go before ahead. I went, what did you do? Before I got there, I thought, right. You're nervous. I thought you can always have a drink, but the thing is, with a drink, right. um, and it does make people more sociable. I wanted to be sharp because, as much as a drink is good for nerves, Dutch mm-hmm. courage, and that there is a time and a place for that. Um, I needed to be witty, and, and that would dull my senses. So I knew I was going to have a drink, but I still needed to be sharp. So I went to the toilet. Yeah. I, I come in. I said hello. I said, I just really need a wee. I went to the toilet and I sat down on the toilet, didn't do go to the toilet um, and just got my thoughts together. And I thought, right, read. I talked to myself. And it's the right. one thing that me and Prash teach in our retreats more than anything. There's one thing you get from this. I was aware of my situation. So because I was aware, I had tools. I thought, okay, read, you've got a lot of tools. You teach this stuff. Right. You live it. I Completely. became... All these, I, I went into my special place in my mind and I, totally. I took on all these attributes. And I went out to Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins. He does Wonder Woman. He, t- he spins round like Wonder Woman and he transforms. I, I actually say, by the power of Grayskull. And it's cheesy. As Love that. Learn a lot from kids. They play. And I come out and I'm like, all right, you can do this. You're He-Man. And I went out there and I, I had a great night, you know. Um, I think this is the point that um, I think this is the point that we got to recognize that our, our inner critic is going to be playing with us all the time, a lot of the time. And a lot of the time that the strange thing is that that inner critic is playing, playing with our mind when we don't even realize it. And so part of the strategy that we want to share here is to become aware of the existence of our inner critic. That's an important strategy. One one of the cornerstone approaches of coaching, and this is something not only myself as a transformational coach and speaker, but any coach anywhere in the world will encourage the student or the client to become more aware, whether it's in the area of diet, nutrition, fitness, weight loss, whatever it is, awareness is the first key. So becoming aware of the existence of our inner critic is the first part. Now, inner critic is a part of us that exists within our mind. Now, our mind has our subconscious mind and our conscious mind. And the inner critic shuttles between the two. Voices rise up from the subconscious where they've been seated for years where we've been told in the past, like a tape recorder, you're not good enough, you're rubbish, you can't do that, you won't, you'll never achieve that, you're weak. And those subconscious voices then rise up to our conscious mind. And of course, now they start to sabotage our progress, like you just described, when they kind of make us feel awkward in those situations, like you're at that party, they make us feel that we can't hang with this group of people here. I'm too small, right? I, I can't be in this position. So awareness is enough. a key I'm not strategy. Absolutely. So a key is learning to become aware that our inner critic exists. And that's the thing. How do we become aware? This is the thing. How do we listen to that voice and realize, hold on a minute, Mm. that I don't want to, I'm going to turn the other voice on. The nice. Absolutely. How do you do that? So part of, 
a part of part of becoming aware is recognizing when that feeling shows up usually when that voice comes there is a feeling associated with it sometimes there's a physical emotion associated with it as well and this is a great clue the body gives us clues we just need to tune into those a little bit so a good way to become aware of it when you're self-managing which is one of the goals of emotional intelligence it is to become self-regulated to emotionally self-manage one of the clues that we get is look for our body look for if we're feeling a little tense look for if we're, if our if, if our posture is changing look for an elevation in heart rate look for heavy breathing start to understand what physical and emotional symptoms are showing up when that inner critic is talking so then when you're in a situation where you start to feel those physical or emotional symptoms you know that your inner critic is right there and you know when, I mean? when you have techniques it's the best thing in the world because oh hang on a minute i'm feeling like this do you know what i right. know how to deal with that i've got this technique totally. here and it, it's so wonderful free it's completely refreshing yeah it I've is really it is noticed this in, in my recent life i've started to become uh, meditation is one of the best tools to becoming aware because you start to quieten everything. You start really. to quieten everything. Yeah, and absolutely. You, you become aware of everything, what's going on in your guts, in your heart. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm a bit tight here. I'm feeling a bit of indigestion. Exactly. I've become so aware. It now, rather than listening to my mind, which is saying to me, I want to go and eat some, some bad food. My body is talking yes. to my mind saying, hold on a minute. You know that that bad food that might you might have a minute of gratification from the sugar endorphins but it's going to make you feel nasty on the inside yeah um, same thing with a drug addiction um you might i've i like having a beer once in a while okay that's one of the alcohol is one of the biggest drugs going i don't like to drink too much because it now it's, it's nice to feel a little bit inebriated uh, a little bit uh. relaxed but i now realize the, the indigestion I get, that's, that's a big communication. That's awareness. My body's saying, we don't really like this beer. Guess what? You don't want to drink as much beer. <laughs> you don't want to drink as much beer. So your body is giving you triggers. Body gives you feedback. And again, that's the same thing with any situation. The art here is we got to learn when to listen to our body or our mind's feedback and heed it versus ignore it. And usually when our inner critic is playing, playing its voice and when our inner critic is talking to us, usually it's trying to get us to heed the inner critic rather than ignore the inner critic. And what we have to learn to do is find ways to, to ignore that inner critic. And as I say, in addition to what you've just already shared, Alex, awareness is a key trigger. Start to become connected with what's showing up in our body and our emotions. So as we start to do that, we can start to tune into the inner critic. Now, once you've tuned into the inner critic and once you recognize, oh yeah, there's that voice again. Oh yeah, okay, I get it. Now you need to start talking and you, you need to change the language. Rather than saying, I can't do it, you need to recognize that it's your inner critic that's telling you. So it's called disassociation. You're disassociating yourself and recognizing that you and your inner critic are not the same entity you are you you're the spirit you're the owner of this body this body mind system your inner critic is simply a voice that's playing around in your head so the second step is to recognize that you and your inner critic are not the same thing and call your inner critic out 
When so, you say, oh yeah, there, there he goes again. Really good question. Um, I kind of, someone asked me about PTSD earlier on. Someone lives a traumatic experience and they keep reliving it. They're not in the now. They're Is it about living in the now? Because when you keep living, and then when you realize that, okay, that happened then, I'm actually, I'm okay now. I'm, mm. me reliving this experience is causing me pain. Why do I, if you, once you understand that, but how do you stop yourself from living, reliving the traumatic experience? It's again about being self-aware, but I think I, it is I very much about that. that. How would you, how would you explain that? as a question that people who suffer from PTSD have asked me. When we're dealing with traumatic experiences and we're talking about PTSD, we're stepping into the territory of uh, impressions, vastness, um, old patterns that have been become embedded. So the trauma results in feelings that are then converted to memories or impressions that become lodged within the subconscious. They also become lodged within the body. So the body-brain system traps that, which is why obviously a lot of physical ailments arise through PTSD as well as the emotional side. And so our inner critic plays up when our PTSD is being triggered by an event, right? Unfortunately, for those who've experienced PTSD will know this, um, you could just be, be sitting there and something somewhere on TV or something that somebody says, that's it, it triggers and your PTSD just kicks in. It's not even situational. It's, it's, it's driven by a little trigger, the seemingly smallest trigger. But Alex, I, I would say, and I would say the same thing applies here. It's becoming aware that it's rising and then secondly, learning to distinguish ourselves from that, that the PTSD is a condition. We are not that condition. The condition is acting upon us, but we are not that condition. The moment we recognize that, we're able to start to buy out of the, of the pain that that condition is trying to enforce upon us. I've got a great method here, which I use. And, and I'm really, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, PTSD, traumatic experiences, they cause literally, although they're in the mind, they become physical. They manifest physically. They, they raise our As, heartbeat, yeah, our blood right. pressure. They basically Completely. kill us quicker. We, we, they can cause so many diseases. Guess what? Why don't, it's a condition. It's a condition. Well, we have a spirit. We have a mind. Why don't we can create a different condition? Why don't we use the imagination that kids have? Um, when Eric eats a banana, he becomes Banana Man. I got um, by the power of Greystone. I talked about this just yesterday. The ninja, before they went on missions, they had the Kujikuri. They would meditate and have certain the, hand gestures that they, yeah, they, they anchors to to like to give them courage, power. What did I do just the other day? I, I, I went and did the by the power of Greystone. Anthony Robbins does Wonder Woman. Some people have I, a George Saint Pierre, very well amazing ufc legend yeah get this he did something that was a bit weird before a fight he'd always tweak his nipples that was his power <laughs> movement that was his it might seem silly that was him becoming right. the person and it was so ingrained he'd, he'd done so much um empowerment into elicitate eliciting an emotion guess what the negative emotions of a bit of oh god that guy over there is a bit scary i'm about right. to fight and then no, you haven't got time for that because you are He-Man and you're going to go and save the day and you've, you've, you've fought this fight a right. billion times in your mind. 
this is what I'm going to teach on our on our um, on our retreat on the 27th yeah. to the 29th of March at Carbon Health Retreats. Um, I'm going to talk about alter egos, the inner critic, um, me and the wonderful press. Any questions, young man, uh, guys? No questions so far. I think people will be chewing on what we've been discussing and hopefully starting to recognize where the inner critic is showing up because the purpose of these lives, the purpose of these conversations are to help people to start to awaken to what's going on underneath the surface. Far too many of us are living in autopilot. Far too many of us are living in reaction mode. By having these discussions, by attending retreats like the ones we run, like the one in March, we are able to start, we are able to put a spanner in the works of the automatic mind. We're able to disrupt that automatic pattern that keeps us in the same groove like a record for those of you who are old enough to remember records we're stuck in grooves unfortunately and i'm going to get philosophical for a minute it is urban spirituality we like philosophy unfortunately many of us don't even feel that there is anything wrong there's the trick we don't even recognize that there's oh, stuff yes. that isn't right in our life because we're oh, yes. so used to masking it with yes. stuff to give us temporary shots of yeah. happiness that we're forgetting that actually there's something wrong underneath the surface hell people have gone years in their life without recognizing this marriages have been disrupted lives have been tarnished careers have been disrupt destroyed so much harm has happened because people have lived there years and years without recognizing that there's actually something underlying that's not right and invariably, that's where the inner critic is lying. Hey, folks, thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And as with all our episodes, found something to inform, inspire and empower you in your personal and spiritual journeys in life. As always, feel free to leave a little love through your ratings and comments. Subscribe and share it with those you care about. And take your personal and spiritual evolution to the next level by joining us on one of our unique events, workshops, or retreats, or taking advantage of our personal and professional coaching packages. Find out more about us at mantratherapy.co.uk. I'm your host, Prash K. This is Urban Spirituality, and we will catch you on the next episode.